we found the three of us in a handsome cab, headed towards Henry's bank. Holmes said nothing, instead sitting with his attention wrapped on something out of the window on his side of the cab. This left me to sit and make pleasantries with the young Miss Charlottetaine. So, how did you become the representative of the interests of Henry's? I inquired. Her eyes opened into limpid green pools as she talked. Or at least they appeared to. I felt my wedding band tightening on my finger. Although, of course, an alienist would not agree with me. Reminding me of my own beautiful wife. My father was a long associate of Dr. Henry's. I grew up walking the halls of the bank, as my own mother passed away in childbirth. I grew up in the bank, learned all of its secrets, and earned the trust of Mr. Henry. I realize that I am likely the only woman with this sort of position in the entire city. But I am in charge of making problems go away. I have a fairly impressive track record in doing so. She finished, giving me a meaningful stare. Holmes now turned to gaze at Miss Charlottetaine. Really? He uttered. And what sort of problems have you made go away? All the ones you haven't read about in the paper, of course. She rejoined. That's how I get my job done. This story, Holmes replied with a quizzical glance, has already made it into the paper. So you have failed in this instance. You won't read about it again. She grinned at him. With your help, we'll get to the bottom of this and find the appropriate solution. Holmes looked back out of the window, and none of us spoke again until we pulled up to the bank. Henry's Bank and Trust was not one of the grandest banks in the city, but those in the know were aware of the vast wealth of this unassuming facade and how it was represented. We entered the bank through the front door, and to all appearances things appeared to be normal. There was a queue of customers, and tellers were at their post behind the counters. This is not your typical crime scene, I murmured in Holmes' ear. He whispered back. Well, according to Lestrade, there's no crime. At least, not yet. Mr. Holmes! A voice boomed to our left. We turned to see a tall, white-haired man, solid in build, but not run too fat, which was impressive for a bank manager in his sixties. We assumed this was the man we had come to see. Mr. Henry, I presume, said Holmes. Indeed, he answered. But I am not the man you want to talk to. I have turned over active management and bank activities to my son. He is is ready to meet you now. Holmes walked over to the elder Mr. Henry. Of course, Mr. Henry. But may I inquire if you have recently been to China? Mr. Henry looked at Holmes confused. Why, yes. Yes, I have, Mr. Holmes. But how on earth did you know that? The same way it is apparent that you have spent some time in prayer for a loved one today, and that retirement is not a pursuit to which you have resigned yourself completely yet. Mr. Henry smiled ruefully. True enough, but 
How could you tell all of those things? Simple. By using my powers of observation. The green tattoo that protrudes from your left sleeve is made from an ink that is only available in Chinese tattoo parlors. Your right cuff betrays a couple of drops of wax, indicating of having lighted a candle in a church, and then holding it for just too long for a time that the wax runs down and ends up staying on your clothes. At least a few drops. Finally, you have looked at your son's office door for no fewer than ten times in the course of our brief conversation.